Let's open the scriptures this morning to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Just to go ahead and put your minds at ease about the plan for today's two services, we'll not take in the eight members in this first service. We'll do that for our second service. So the eight of you can relax. You will not be hugged incessantly for another couple of hours. I know it's a painful proposition. I hope that we can just continue where we were last evening. Those were three of the best hours of my life, and they should have been three of the best hours of your lives. Amen. If we can trust the Bible as to what makes heaven excited and what makes the Lord excited and what's real glory and honor brought to his name, it's the conversion of sinners and the recognition, recognition that they need a Savior, and we heard that over and over last evening. Amen. Thank you for participating yesterday in such a wonderful opportunity. I want to read the first 10 verses of Luke chapter 15, and we want to think about two S's, two terrible traits of men, selfish and self-righteous. The selfish are those that don't care about the lost sheep or the lost coin, and so they don't care and they they don't understand why anyone gets excited and the self-righteous get offended that there's any celebration about the one that's found. Luke 15 isn't about the one coin, it's not about the one sheep, and it's not about the prodigal son. Luke 15 is to the publicans and uh, the Pharisees and scribes in verse 2 because they resented Jesus Christ for saving sinners because they were self-righteous. The Lord's going to refer to one sheep, verses 90 and 9, that have no need of repentance. All men have need of repentance. The 90 and 9 are men that don't think they have a need of repentance. So we want to understand that properly. The whole chapter is about these three illustrations. The story of the prodigal son isn't for you to learn a whole lot about the prodigal. It's for you not to be like the older brother who resented the celebration of the prodigal, like the Pharisees and scribes. Let me read these verses. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. That's us. That's me. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance." Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. Likewise I say unto you, 
There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Amen and amen. We have a man owning sheep and we have a woman with coins doing some texting. Now I know that the vast majority of you do a lot of texting and the vast majority somewhere between 95 and 110% is utterly worthless. But now this is real texting. This is texting to say, I lost 10% of my portfolio, but I lit a candle and I swept the house and I found it. A 10% loss on a portfolio is huge. That's one coin of 10. Even a 1% loss on a portfolio in one day is a painful loss, and that's losing one sheep. An effort was put in to get those sheep. But this is a rebuke of the Pharisees and the scribes for resenting Jesus because he ate with publicans and sinners like us. We must examine ourselves lest we be selfish and think that our lives are important when they are not and to not be excited about sinners repenting. And we had eight do it yesterday in detail for us. It's selfish. It should move us. It moves heaven. And I want it to move every one of you, and it doesn't move all of you. And I do not understand. When you meet Jesus Christ, his eyes are going to burn right through you because your life does not matter to him. No one in here has a life that gets the attention of Almighty God in comparison to the love of a sinner converted by the grace of God. And I want us all to be more like our Heavenly Father and more like our Savior because we're going to meet Him soon. And some of us are going to meet Him sooner than others in the ordinary course of things. Let's hate selfishness. Let's hate selfishness. Selfishness is hatred of others for intruding on your love of yourself. Selfishness is hating others because they take away time from you loving yourself and your little life. We want to be like the Lord. Look at, he's the Lord of glory, and he's sitting down with publicans, traitors to the nation, tax collectors for Rome, and sinners. And he ate with them. We want to be like him. The self-righteous are those that resent what we did yesterday. Don't understand it? They resent it because they're probably reprobates. And they don't appreciate sinners converted. It was a wonderful time that we had yesterday. And we want to continue it today. And I don't want to continue it with a negative overtone. Because when I get to John 14, there's not going to be anything negative there. It's going to be all positive. But we have to choose as a congregation. It's my responsibility as the ambassador of the King of Kings to appeal to each one of you. Are you a Christian or not? Then your heart moves. For sinners converting, you should love them. There should have been holy laughter from you last night, holy tears in your eyes, thrilled, wanting to embrace them physically, wanting to embrace them emotionally, financially, time, effort, hospitality, entertainment, because that's what Christians do. That's what Jesus did. There is no other kind of Christian. You're a lying fraud if you're not a Christian just like that. And that's my job as an ambassador to warn you of what's coming. Jesus doesn't play games. 
He does not care about your life. Your life is last. He is first, others are second, and your life is last. Of course you've got to go to work. That's only one quarter of the week. What'd you do with the rest of the time? And some of you don't work. So what do you do? The Lord Jesus Christ had work to do, and he, was, he worked at it all the time while it was day, because he knew that night was coming when he wouldn't be able to work. You know, Americans can't wait till they don't have to work. Jesus doesn't even understand that kind of thinking. He just kept on working, and he worked with sinners. You know, last night we had eight instead of one. We have eight being added to 103, so it's somewhere around 8% increase in our congregation. And it's wonderful. There were families restored last night that we heard about. Parents with a daughter and parents with a son, and it's all wonderful. I wanted to be sitting next to each one of you one at a time so I could be grabbing your leg and elbowing you like I was my son Nathan. It was just, it was wonderful. I wanted to interrupt everyone. I wanted to jump up and shout and scream. It was, it was precious. Amen. And Matthew, webmaster, and Mark, audio video man, thank you for the music on our website. I went home and matched the three hours with three more hours listening to these brethren sing to me with bread and wine. It doesn't get very much better than that. To think about sinners repenting and to hear the gospel being sung to me. And I want to thank the small group of singers that did a song for me a number of years ago in the red hymnal. Christ Jesus lay in death strong bands. Maybe 20 times. Maybe I listened to those five verses 20 times and thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ and the great victory that he has and for you creative lovers of your pastor who thought you had found a song that was like Ah, Dearest Jesus. You wanted to see if you could squeeze into my repertoire and trump Ah, Dearest Jesus. I was wondering last night if maybe you had. I was messed up and it was wonderful. So I had six hours. But I had six hours and no, I had nine hours in front of 520 with John 14, and I hope I can share that with you today. Amen. I want to show you Jesus Christ in a way, I want to make him better than you've ever thought of him before Amen. from John 14 and from Hebrews 4. I'm sorry that I have to be irritating at times. I never wanted this job, and I still hate it. But I'm going to do it just the way he wants it done. Amen. Because when you meet him, you're going to wish I had been harder. Right. I promise you, you have never imagined anyone like Jesus of Nazareth. Right. And he is not going to give a rip what you think about election, predestination, or regeneration in faith. Right. He is not going to care. He's not going to ask you about it. He's going to ask you what you did with all the time he gave you. Right. And the heart affection, what do you have it for? Pleasure, fun, recreation, your family, because there's some DNA connection? What about the DNA of the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. Lord, help us. Amen. Help us be like your son. And like he describes, even men are, for stupid sheep in a 1% portfolio loss or a coin, a 10% portfolio loss, 
He used the best examples that he could. Let's rejoice in those eight souls that we're going to take in today. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the lover of sinners, repentant sinners, regenerated sinners, converted sinners, who wanted to sit and hear him, those aren't ordinary sinners. Those are changed sinners. And we thank thee, Heavenly Father, that you've changed us. And we thank thee for the eight that you changed, that we heard about their change last night. Help us to love them, embrace them, assimilate them, fit them in so that their parts and their joints and the living stones that they are, by your creative design, will fit perfectly in this body. Bless us this way today. Heavenly Father, help me by the power of the Holy Ghost to lift up your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the few verses that we have before us in this first assembly. Bless us in this assembly. Then, Heavenly Father, bless us in the second assembly as we take on these eight new members and unite them when we pray in that second assembly. Baptize them by your Spirit into the organism of this church that they may drink and partake of the same spirit that we drink and partake of. Forgive us our sins. Heavenly Father, we're all selfish. We hate others. We live in malice and envy because we love ourselves so much. Teach us to love others like we love ourselves, and everything will take care of itself on that level. Help us to love thee first and to love others second and to put our own life first, I mean third, behind those other two. Help us, Heavenly Father. We want to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, lift us up today and stir up our hearts and our minds. Do not let last night slip away from us. Let this today be a continuance of what we did last evening. We thank Thee for being able to witness Your wonderful ordinance of baptism and to be able to hear the testimonies of grace, mercy, providential kindness, and salvation in the lives of eight. And, oh, Lord, let us be rekindled and provoked by what we heard that we would be more faithful ourselves in the duties that you've put before us and to delight in your Son and to love and to fear thee with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be thankful for the great gift of the Holy Ghost and to call upon thee for more of him and to be filled with him and to avoid quenching or grieving him that we might have the benefit of that great powerful comforter, God with us, the Lord Jesus Christ by his Spirit. Have mercy upon us now, O Lord, and bless all that is said and done. We ask in Jesus' glorious name. Amen. Amen. We didn't hear about the depth of Satan last night, as it's used in the first three chapters of Revelation. But we did see a breadth of eight souls. So what we lacked in depth, thank you, Lord, we got in breadth of eight. I want to remind you that Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee in a storm for a Gadarene. I want to remind you that Jesus worked the night shift after working the day shift for a man named Nicodemus. I want to remind you that Jesus sat down at Jacob's well because he knew that one woman was coming out there to draw water, the woman of Sychar of Samaria. I want to remind you that when Jesus 
went back to Jerusalem in John chapter 5, he went to the pool of Bethesda where there was a great multitude of impotent folk and he healed one. Amen. I want. Has he done this for you? Amen. One. He walked away from the rest. He healed one. I want you to remember that in John chapter 9, he healed one man born blind. I want you to remember that Philip went out into the desert, led by the Spirit of God. God was looking for one eunuch out there in the desert, and he found him. I want you to remember that in the first half of Acts chapter 16, the Apostle Paul went out to a riverside out of the city of Philippi of Macedonia, named after Alexander the Great's father, and Paul didn't care about any of that junk, and neither do I, to find Lydia. I want you to remember that on the cross of Calvary, when the Lord Jesus Christ had all of our sin burden laid on him and God had forsaken him in the way of fellowship for a time, he saved one thief. And I want you to remember that Aquila and Priscilla, a couple that worked, and they still had time, that when they heard an Apollos, they took him home and converted the man and sent him on his way. And when he went on his way, he lit the place up proving that Jesus was the Christ from the scriptures to Jewish audiences. Those are individual examples that the Bible gives us of how the Lord goes after individual sinners, saves them. And he's done it for each of us. And he did it for eight. So what we lack in depth, we got in breadth. So let's celebrate today in the way that Luke 15 described.